What's up, guys? Welcome back to Just Like Other Girls with me, Shannon Fiedler. Excited to talk to you as always, but today I'm extra excited because I'm talking about something that matters a lot to me, something that is a hill I will die on again and again and again, something that I have a very strong belief about. And while this might sound like it's going to be something important and ideological, it's really not. Um, I want to talk about hobbies and my own personal stance in defense of hobbies. And I know that that might sound silly. I really do. But this is actually something that I feel really strongly about and something that matters to me, means a lot. I don't know. It's definitely something that contributes a lot to who I am as a person. And I have always been a hobbyist. I don't know if that's what you would call someone who has a lot of hobbies, but I've always had a lot of hobbies. And I think part of it might come from being an only child. So I was very lucky that my parents and I were always close, even when I was young. And like when I was really young, they were my playmates, you know, like I didn't have siblings, but I never had to worry about, they were always there to like play sorry or (laughs) trouble. I can only think of games that are one words, but like we would play board games together. We'd play video games together. We'd watch movies together. So I was lucky that my parents were always down to hang out with me and to play with me as a kid. But even still, without having siblings, there was always times in my life when I was forced or found myself in a position when I had to create the fun fully on my own. And I contribute that. I contribute a lot of my imagination skills to that. Um, I think my imagination is definitely a skill and an asset. It's I play make-believe all day for a living, so obviously that needs to be an important skill. But I think that there were a lot of times in my life, not because my parents were neglectful or, you know, strict or harsh, but because my dad went to work all day and my mom, you know, would be she would be working from home or she would be cooking dinner or for whatever reason there were stretches of time when it was just me in the house. Not alone. My parents, again, I'm not like home alone. I'm not Kevin McAllister over here. But what I'm saying is I had to find ways to entertain myself from a very young age. And frankly, I've always been very good at it. I, and I mean, even past a young age, like, Prior to living with Pat, I lived in a studio apartment by myself, no roommates, for like five, six years. And so, yes, I had a very busy social life outside of that apartment. You know, I went to work all day and then I would go out with friends after work or I'd go to workout classes. Like, I was around people, but the hours that I was home, I was by myself. And I remember one of my friends was like, how do you not go crazy And then she was like, I feel like you can entertain yourself. And I think that's where I got the phrasing from because I was like, oh, I absolutely can. I am never bored home alone because I have so many hobbies. And I want to take a second to make a very clear distinction between – not a distinction. I want to take a second to give you my definition of a hobby because I think there are a lot of blurred lines around it. A hobby is something you do simply because you love to do it and you enjoy it. And I say simply because 
a hobby is not something that you are trying to make money from. It is not something you are trying to find success from. It is not a means to an end for another purpose that makes you money, success, makes you a quote unquote better person, whatever that might mean. A hobby is not something you're doing for personal betterment other than you are just like enriching yourself and fulfilling yourself and that of course is a form of betterment. But what I mean by that and why I think the millennial generation is in such a dearth of hobbies. Like I I look at my friends and I look around and I think my generation is kind of killing hobbies is because and I I have to guess part of it is the internet and like the YouTube celebrity that started rising when we were in middle school and high school. Now it feels like whenever someone wants to take on a quote unquote hobby, there is an ulterior motive. So I really like making jewelry. I'm going to make jewelry, but then I'm going to try to sell it and make a brand around it and etc, etc. Or I really like singing, but now I'm going to make a YouTube channel because I want to get a lot of followers and I want to get famous and I want to become a singer. I'm not disparaging those things at all. Because frankly, I did that, right? I used the internet to take my comedy and become a comedian. However, at this point in my life, and when I started to do that, I would never say comedy was a hobby of mine. Comedy was a passion, a career interest, a goal that I could or could not make. Who knew? But I was going to give it my all and go for it. So it was was a little bit more there was more pressure and weight on it even though I was enjoying it. And I still enjoy every minute of it. But it's a job now. You know what I mean? It's it's not just a hobby that I do for myself. Another example, you guys may or may not know, I was a figure skater my whole life. I loved figure skating more than I have loved anything in this world besides like the people in my life that I love. And I fully mean that. I would never call figure skating a hobby of mine back in the day when I was competitive. Now it's something that I can like go and do every once in a while, sure, now it's a hobby. But when I was competing, while it wasn't a job because I was 14 years old, there were very clear goals and practice schedules and achievements that I was trying to reach through the act of figure skating. Let me give you an inverse of that. I love to play the guitar. I absolutely love it. I taught myself in college. I love sitting on my couch strumming and singing and writing my own songs sometimes and playing Taylor Swift. I love to play the guitar. I have no delusions that I am going to be a famous singer-songwriter. I have no aspirations to be a famous singer-songwriter. I do not want to start a YouTube channel of me playing the guitar. Now, do I occasionally use the guitar in my comedy? Yes, but not for the purposes of me putting my guitar skills out in the world. It's just a um, a device that I use for comedy, so that's a little separate. But for me, getting better at the guitar, learning new songs, enjoying the process is something that I do entirely, purely, 100% for the enjoyment of playing the guitar. I don't even like really play in front of my friends and family. And this is coming from someone who is a performer by nature by job title I'm constantly trying to get an audience for everything that I do if you know me you know that to be the case however with the guitar it took me a year of living with Pat to even feel comfortable playing the guitar when he was in the house 
not because he judges me or anything like that. There's nothing toxic about that. But just because that was not the purpose of it. The purpose of me playing guitar was never for anybody else to hear it. It was for me to do myself. And I hold my time playing the guitar sacred. Because it is a creative outlet. And I'm not saying all hobbies have to be creative. But it is something that I can do, that I can sort of tune out all of the voices in my head that are saying, get bigger, get better, do it faster, do it quicker, make more money, find more success. All of these voices that I think we all have in our head all of the time, they go away when I'm playing the guitar and that's not part of it at all. And part of the reason that I think millennial culture has sort of killed hobbies is because I've noticed with people my age, and I I have to tell you, let me, let me take this back a second. It took me a really long time to get to a place where I felt comfortable doing that. And I'm almost like embarrassed to admit that because it doesn't feel like it should be a big thing. But I will never forget, maybe like six, seven years ago, I had, like I said, I taught myself how to play the guitar. So I was playing, I loved it, whatever. I really wanted to get better. I really wanted to get better for myself. I just wanted to be able to play more songs. I wanted to be able to do different kinds of riffs. And so I was like, I really want to take guitar lessons. But I felt like I couldn't do it. I was like, why? I can't take guitar lessons. I'm not going to be a guitarist. This isn't going to bring me success or money or clout or anything like that. This isn't a business. This isn't something that is going to push me further down whatever ideological checkpoints I have, whatever that might be. And so I was like, I, that's embarrassing. I can't take guitar lessons. I'm not a five-year-old who's like learning music. And then finally, I was just like, you know what? Forget that. I'm going to take a lesson. I'm just going to see how it feels. And when I tell you, I looked forward to these lessons so much. It was like my favorite part of the week was going to these guitar lessons and getting better at something just for the purpose of getting better at it because I wanted to get better at it and the personal satisfaction that that felt. There was no external pressure. There was no, I need to get better at this if I want to achieve X, Y, Z. It was just, I'd really like to be able to play Blackbird by the Beatles and I can't play it yet. Can you help me do that? Or can you explain some music theory to me? I've been a lifelong learner. I love school and learning things. I'm a nerd like that. So there was that excitement of it as well. And just really like doing this thing because I enjoyed it. I feel like it it gave me such a release from all of the stressors that are in your life when you're trying to hold down a job and a social life and a romantic relationship and go to the gym and have a good relationship with your family and Sure, a lot of those things are beautiful, wonderful things like your relationships with friends and family, but there's still pressure on them, right? They're things that you have to uphold and and see people a certain amount in order to keep that relationship going, whereas a hobby is something that kind of has all that pressure removed. And I think part of the reason that it felt so hard for me at the beginning to be able to say, I'm going to take guitar lessons even though I have no intention of becoming a guitarist is that I have found with the millennial generation, I don't know about Gen Z, can't speak to it, but I know that with my generation, it really felt like if you started to find out that you were good at something or you started to pursue something outside of your nine to five, 
Suddenly that wasn't a hobby, it was a side hustle, right? And we were really glorifying this grind culture and this side hustle culture. So if you like to knit, for example, you couldn't just be like, oh, I knit for fun and like occasionally I give a sweater to my aunt for Christmas. It was, I'm going to start an Instagram and an Etsy shop for everything that I knit so that I can sell it and hopefully someday I can quit my job and I can be an independent business owner and I can have these knit good lines And that's great, except it suddenly takes away the freedom and the joy of what it means to have a hobby. So I just, I felt like it was almost this radical act of self-defiance. And I want to set the scene. It was probably like 2017 when I started taking these guitar classes. And we were in the height of girl boss culture. We were in the height of the side hustle. And even though no one knew I was doing it, except the people that saw me walk through New York City with a guitar on my back, taking those guitar classes really felt like this act of defiance. This defiance against the idea that everything I do has to be sellable or marketable or um, uh, lucrative or whatever it might be. It could just be something I was doing because I liked it, which reminded me of being a kid, right? Because when you're a kid... Everything is a hobby until you start zeroing in on the things that you are going to pursue full force. And I do think, I feel bad for kids now because I feel like they're almost being forced into having jobs so early with like they're seven years old and they're in like travel soccer and soccer camp and they're thinking about the soccer scholarships. They could go to college and they could play soccer. It's like just let them play soccer with their friends, you know? And if they're good at it, come high school, they can specialize. But up until the point that you start specializing when you're a kid, you take dance class, you take soccer, you take piano lessons. I don't know. These were the things that I did. You take swimming lessons. You learn how to play the recorder in school. Like you're just sort of amassing these skills. And I don't even want to call them skills because plenty of those things that I did, I had no skill at. Like that wasn't what it was. It was just learning and trying out different things and having fun And finding what you like to do and doing more of that. It felt like play. And I think as adults, we don't have enough play in our life. That is why I am a comedian. Because my life is now at least 50% play when it comes to work. And that is so lucky and I feel so grateful for that. But even with a job like being a comedian, there is still so much not play. And so much business and seriousness. And we have to do this and we have to do this faster. And I think... It's not until those moments that you can sort of embrace your childlike wonder and your sense of play that you like finally can like, I don't know, crack your neck and release some of the tension. For me, I find that hobbies really help me do that. Here's another thing I want to say. I think there is a certain idea of what is a, and I'm using air quotes, but you can't see that because this is an auditory medium, of what is a good hobby and these are more like habits right and people will have you believing that like reading is a good hobby or you know certain kind of like working out or cooking for yourself like these are valuable hobbies now look I am a reader I love to read I think that's because I'm 
that's just who I am, right? I majored in English. I'm a writer. Like reading is something that I do genuinely consider to be a hobby and I do it not because I think I'm supposed to do it but because I enjoy it. My fiance, on the other hand, I don't think he enjoys reading very much but I see him forcing himself to read most nights and I don't think it has that same hobby effect on him that it does for me. Now granted, are there benefits to reading? Yes, you learn things. It's good for you. I'm never going to tell people not to read. But I am going to say, if that's not your hobby of choice, don't feel you have to do it. Great example, cooking. Everyone I know is like, cooking is such a great hobby for me. I love it. I feel like I get to make myself these amazing meals. I'm feeding myself. There's nutrition. There's creativity. It, it feels like something that there is like a judgment around cooking that if you cook, that's a good thing, right? Societally, the judgment is, yay, good for you. Cooking is a hobby, nice. Um, I don't like to cook at all, okay? Like I do it because I want to eat the food that's in my fridge, whatever. I make a very good guacamole. I'm not going to lie to you there. But like the act of cooking dinner every night is so unappealing to me that on nights when Pat isn't home, nine times out of 10, I just eat scrambled eggs or something frozen from Trader Joe's because I just could not be bothered to cook. I would rather eat scrambled eggs for the third time this week than like heat up some ground turkey. For a while, I felt like I needed to force myself to wanna cook because like that was a good hobby and it was like on Instagram and I wanted, and then I was like finally one day I was like, you know what, this isn't bringing me joy. And there are a lot of things in life you have to do that don't bring you joy. I understand that. I also, you know, I don't love working out every day but I know that it's like good for my cardiovascular system so I do it, whatever, fine. I don't love cooking but like if I need to eat, I'll make the, scrambled eggs, that's still cooking, right? Um, But when it comes to a hobby, something that you are really going to treat as like, I wish I had another word for hobby. I really shove a thesaurus on me because how many times can you say hobby? By the end of this episode, it's no longer going to feel like a word anymore. But the point of a hobby is for it to be something that you enjoy. Therefore, that brings you joy. That gives you a release from the real world and all of the crap that comes with that on a daily basis. Yes, the real world is beautiful, but it also comes with a lot of its own baggage. We all know that. I'm not going to delve into that. This is a 30-minute podcast. I don't have time for that. So I think we oftentimes take something that could be a hobby and we either force ourselves to do it because we're told it's good for us, like cooking or reading or running. I don't like to run. I've stopped trying to tell myself that I'm a runner. I don't enjoy it. So I'm done with that. Or we take something that we do genuinely love and suddenly think about, okay, how can I make this into more? How can I take this out of the world of being a hobby and into the world of being a hustle? From hobby to hustle. It's a pipeline that I don't like. And I I just think if you're going to do that, that's great. If you decide that You really are the best knitter you've ever met. Your sweaters rival the ones that Rumpelstiltskin is knitting in his, I don't know, does he even knit? I'm not that good at fairy tales, but whatever. If you feel like you are the best knitter and you can make these amazing sweaters and you want to sell them and you have these aspirations to be an independent business owner, great. 
Go forth, do that, put your all in, go for it. But please, for the love of God, I'm begging you, replace the hobby of knitting with the hobby of something else. Maybe it is watercolor. Maybe it is, I don't know, playing tennis. That's another one. I'm going to start taking tennis lessons and I'm very excited about it. And it took me a while to feel comfortable doing that because I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to be a professional tennis player. I'm too old. That's another thing that was a big part of it for me. I think when I first graduated college and I came to New York, I felt like I had outgrown the ability to have hobbies. I felt like hobbies was something I did in college with like my extracurriculars. Now I'm in the real world. I have a job. I'm not allowed to have that anymore. And I was so wrong. And I remember thinking like my dad was like, why don't you take tennis lessons? You really like playing tennis. You could get better. And I was like, no, you can't take lessons unless you're going to be a competitive tennis player. And I understand that a lot of this comes from me being like an overachiever kid who was like an elite athlete and that like instills some bullshit into your brain. But I think anybody who was like even just like trying to be a good student in school, you know, like somebody who was like an overachiever at that would understand this feeling of, Why am I going to put in the time and effort to get better at something if there's not any return on that investment? And I would argue that the return of just getting better and enjoying it and watching yourself get better is the best return you could possibly get. And then it inspires you. The better I got at guitar, the better I felt about doing other things. I don't know. I just, I feel so strongly that hobbies are so important and that they have to be, they have to be uncoupled from success, money, recognition, anything like that, and just be something that you do because it makes you happy. We also live in a time when there's endless amounts of content, right? So we can watch TV, we can watch social media, we can we can get a lot of the same benefits that you get from a hobby from watching content, right? Which is you kind of escape the world. You're not thinking about the things you have to do. It's like a little bit of a relaxation for your brain. And I love watching TV. I do that all the time. But I think it's important to have hobbies that are a little bit more, um, that are a little bit more involved, that are a little bit more active. And I don't mean active in that, You have to be like out physically moving your body, although I think that's a great way to find a hobby, you know, find a sport that you like or some sort of physical activity that brings you a lot of joy. But I mean active in the sense that it's not passive, right? So it's something where you are the one creating. And that doesn't have to be like a creative work of art. It could be. It could be writing. It could be painting. It could be music, whatever it is. But it could also be you're creating movement through your body by doing something by doing something physical. It could be you're creating new pathways in your brain or whatever if, if your hobby is something you want to learn about. You know, I think I think everybody has things that they love that they need to find ways to participate in instead of just sort of watch. So that's another thing I love about my hobbies is that like it's very easy for me to come home and fall into the trap of like come home after a long day, I'm tired. The first thing I do is I turn the TV on because I like the sound. And then suddenly I find myself watching hours and hours and hours of TV. And we all do that. And then at a certain point, 
my hobbies are a nice little like out of that for me into a different kind of mind space. And I'm not disparaging TV watching at all. Again, I think TV watching is very important. What I'm saying is there are other ways to get some of the joy of not working. And not working is a big part of it. The other thing that I think is funny is like there's a joke that goes around New York a lot. Because like sometimes you look at your friends who live in San Francisco or LA or someplace with like more access to nature is really I think the big differentiator here. And you see them and they're like going hiking on the weekends or maybe they went stand up pedal boarding or they're taking a road trip. In New York, you don't really have the access to that that other cities do. So there's like a long-standing joke that like New Yorkers' favorite hobbies are eating and drinking. And I love going out for a meal or a drink with friends. But I think the reason why I think that like that is not necessarily a hobby and why we make the joke that like eating and drinking is my only hobby when it's not the joke inherently implies that like maybe it's not a hobby I think it's a fun thing to do, but I think the reason it's not a hobby, at least in my own definition of it, is that a hobby is something that's like a little bit more personal, a little bit more unique. You know, like, I don't mean unique, like me playing the guitar is by no means, that doesn't make me like, I'm like just different, you know? Like, no, a million people play the guitar, but I think everybody's hobbies are different, and that's those unique makeups of the specific things that these people like to do are the things that make you interesting, right? And well-rounded and cool and, and unique is the only word I could think of. It, it differentiates you from the rest. So sure, all of us love going out for dinner and a drink. I, who doesn't, right? Like it's so fun and there's nothing wrong with that. However, Like I've said a million times, I play the guitar. My fiance's hobby, he collects sports cards. My friend that I just had dinner with the other night, her hobby, she goes line dancing once a week. How cool is that? Is that something I do? Not necessarily, but I think it is so cool and I love talking to her about it. I have a friend who is the most amazing baker you have ever met and she's constantly baking things. Again, not something I would do. I don't like being in the kitchen, but for her that is such a form of release and she's amazing at it and I love hearing about it and hearing her talk about how she's getting better at it and trying new recipes. I think these hobbies are so important and special in that specificity of they belong to me. The other thing I love about a hobby is when somebody really does have a hobby that they love and you ask them about it or you get to witness them doing it, they light up from inside. The next time you go out with someone, instead of asking them, or the next time you meet someone for the first time, instead of asking them, what do you do? Which is the first question I ask everyone and I'm trying to change it. Maybe let's try asking people, what are your hobbies? Because that is going to light them up so much more. Because even if you are passionate about your career and you love your career, I do. I'm very fortunate and lucky that I love my job. It's still a job and when I talk about it, I end up talking about it from a place that's more analytical, you know, that's a little bit more like these are the things I have to do and these are the things I have to check off my box and I did that like versus if someone were to ask me about how's tennis, I'm going to have a lot more fun telling you, oh, I got a new racket and it's really cool and I don't really know how to use it and listening to my friend talk about line dance and watching her 
when she posts about doing line dance, like, I just feel this infectious joy. Even though I don't line dance. That's not my personal hobby. I love experiencing her hobby through her. I know this is quite a ridiculous hill to die on, but I actually don't think it's that ridiculous. In defense of hobbies is my... I don't know. That's my new platform, I guess. I I really don't know, but I do. I think it is so essential. And I just, I know, I know for me, it took so long for me to feel comfortable putting in time and effort into something that wasn't going to have any kind of outcome. It took me a really long time to be comfortable doing something just for the sake of doing it, just for the sake of getting better at it. I talked about my parents at the beginning of this episode and I want to bring them up again because my parents are in this phase of their life that is the empty nest phase, right? And they recently moved and, you know, I think, I think there could be a thought that, you know, they're not fully retired yet, but they're getting close to retirement. Like there could be this feeling of slowing down. And I am watching my parents live through a personal renaissance. And I'm not kidding when I say that. And it is all because they have embraced their hobbies. So my mom takes a tap class with her friends. She's not going to be on Broadway, but she loves going to tap. And when I hear her talk about tap, it makes me want to take tap, okay? I mean, I'm a dancer, so that's not that crazy of a thing. But like her excitement about it is amazing. My mom has always loved to sew, but she's always kind of just like done it in the background because she had so many other things that she had to do. Now she is taking on all of these sewing projects and making ones for herself and doing it simply because she loves to do it. Not because she needs to prove anything to anyone, but because she enjoys sewing. So she has all of these things. Then my dad is in a band. How freaking cool is that? My dad played the bass guitar his whole life And then when I was born, or maybe even before I was born, he kind of stopped playing it. He would play it occasionally in the house. Over the past couple years, he took it up again and started to like really focus on getting better at it. And now he's in a band and they play. And again, yeah, maybe there's like some sense of quote unquote outcome there because he is performing. But he knows, you know, he doesn't think he's going to be on the radio anytime soon. He's doing it because he loves it. He's also a surfer, and he goes surfing all the time. And again, he knows he's not going to be the next Kelly Slater, but he's getting better at it, and he does it every day, and he's really freaking good at it now. And I look at these two people who are just thriving. They are honestly like some of the happiest I've ever seen them because they are putting all of this effort and time into doing things they love simply because they love it and making the time and the space to do that. And like I said, they're not retired yet. So it's not like, oh, they just had all this free time on their hands. They still are, you know, they have just as much free time as they always had. They're just prioritizing hobbies. And they're so much happier. And they're so much more fun to be around. I, I don't know. And I've always thought they were fun to be around. That sounds like I didn't think that. But I, I just find it so inspiring. And when I look at them doing these things that they love and having these hobbies, And then I look back at myself even five years ago, so afraid to have a hobby because every second of free time I had, I felt like I had to be putting towards something productive, whether that was doing more work or working out or cleaning the house or how can I take these skills that I have and make them more successful. I know I've repeated myself a lot, but I don't know. I just, I feel strongly about it, so I'm going to keep saying it. 
I think I am just really, really putting a priority for myself on a couple of hours a week, if not even an hour a day, needs to be put aside for hobbying, for doing things that aren't productive but are joyful and in that joy there is productivity and just allowing myself to do that and never feeling guilt about it and embracing it and being excited about it and talking about it with people. I used to be embarrassed of my hobbies, right? I used to be embarrassed to tell people, oh, I'm taking guitar lessons because I thought they would be like, why? Who does she think she is? Now, I love to talk about it. I wear it like a badge of honor. I'm like, yeah, I play the guitar. How freaking cool is that? No, I'm not going to play for you because I'm not good, but I like that I'm not good, you know? I don't know. Hobbies are the best. I love hobbies. I really do. And I'm always trying to find more of them. I did try to take up knitting. Uh, It did not work for me. I became so impatient and all I cared about was finishing. And I was just like, I have to finish this freaking hat and it has to be perfect. And I was like, you know what? That's not the point of a hobby. So knitting was not it for me. Um, I've taken to drawing recently. Like just... I like Google image search like random things and then I draw them. And again, sometimes I feel embarrassed doing this because I'm like I feel like a little kid. I'm just like coloring. But I love it and it's really fun and it's like a great creative outlet for me that doesn't feel like it needs to have any specific outcome. And and I always end up being proud of what I drew and then I make Pat look at it like a little kid and it's amazing and I love it. So look, all this to say – Find a hobby. I'm sure you already have a million hobbies. You've just sort of made them stagnant. Or you, like me, are a lifelong hobbyist and have been keeping up with your hobbies, whatever they might be, and allowing yourself to enjoy them. And that's amazing. And if you're not, think about the thing you loved the most when you were a kid. And if that was soccer, find a soccer league that you can join. If that was playing music, dust off your old violin or whatever instrument it might be. Maybe, you know, even the recorder. I'm sure your neighbors won't love it, but like, hey, give it a shot. Whatever it is, find yourself an outlet for it. Take an improv class just for fun, not because you want to be a comedian. Start writing something, not because you want to publish a novel, but just because you kind of like to write. Or be like me. Draw pictures because it's fun, not because you think you're going to be an illustrator or you're going to make art for your friends. Trust me, my friends would not hang anything I draw up on their walls, but I still love doing it. So that that's me in defense of hobbies. Love a hobby, love a hobby, have so many hobbies. And as certain hobbies turn themselves into careers or on the flip side, certain hobbies become things I no longer enjoy, I'm always replacing them with new ones. And I think that idea of like always looking for a new hobby is also exciting um and they can be things you do with other people absolutely mine I guess as I'm hearing them out loud are a little bit more solo again I think that's the only child in me I need I need some time alone to decompress or something but whatever it is find your hobbies go after them with full force of enjoyment and I hope you have a hobby filled summer (laughs) Anyway, that is my very strong opinion on a kind of unimportant matter. But because I have such a strong opinion on it, I will say it's important. So anyway, love a hobby. And that's all I have to say today. Until next time, I'm Shannon Fiedler. I'm going to go play some guitar and I will catch you next time.